Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Game Taz time. and the Moose. <laughs> Taz and the Moose with you right here on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience as we kick off this hour we're going to welcome aboard former nfl quarterback uh serious xm nfl analyst pro football focus as well as all over the place bruce gridkowski joins us now hey bruce taz of the moose with you thanks for a couple minutes this morning bruce what's up man guys i love your hype song you could add <laughs> taz moose and the bruce in there as well <laughs> there you go very nice Nice. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Uh, very very nice. good. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot to get into with you, with you, Bruce. Uh, let's start here. You know, a place that a place that that you played uh, down in Tampa. Uh, growing concern that Winston is what he is—an error-prone quarterback. He's going to throw interceptions. We saw that Week One against the San Francisco 49ers. Arians now a new head coach to kind of try and revitalize his young career. What's your take on what Jameis Winston is, and do you think he could turn his career around and some of that conjecture about what and speculation about what's going on right now? Well, Jameis Winston is that guy that, that has a high ceiling. You know, you, you can expect him to have a monster year at times, and then, yes, you have concerns that he's not going to protect the football like we saw the other day. But, you know, I still think there's hope over there. I think there's hope with Jameis Winston. I think Bruce Arians is the guy with his new OC, uh, Byron Leftwich. You know, Leftwich played the game. He understands what quarterbacks go through. You know, he was a, a top-round draft pick as well, so he could get through to Winston. So if there's anyone to get through to, those, to, to Winston, it's those guys. And, you know, the other day was tough. It was a tough opening day. I think, you know, we see the stat line and Winston's turnovers and all that, but what you don't see, too, is, the, the Sherman interception, the pick six, the running back goes a little too deep, you know, and it was just kind of a miscommunication there. I don't put that on Winston. So there's things like that just offensively as a whole they have to clean up, you know, but I wouldn't throw in the towel yet, you know, and, I, and I'm just trying to be positive for the young man that I think he could turn around. Yes, I think he has a lot of upside, but he has to learn to protect that football um, they had opportunities to, to get back in that football game, and they just didn't take advantage of it. Uh, you know, you know, Bruce. Speaking of panic level, and uh, you know, throwing a towel, I should say, in panic level. You know, how about with the Browns? You know, after Week One, that dud uh, and getting whooped uh, by the Titans. Uh, which is your panic level high uh, for Baker and company, and, and and Coach Kitchens? What's your thoughts on the Browns? Well, I just think, you know, that's probably the best thing that could have happened to them. You know, get them back to level ground now, just humble them a little bit. And I think Baker Mayfield even said that. Um, but, you know, that happens a lot to young guys. I mean, you saw it, in, I saw it in the college level after opening weekend. Trevor Lawrence trying to do too much. Mm, yeah. Baker Mayfield trying to do too much, thinking you have to do more than you did the previous year. And, 
a lot of times it doesn't come down to that. It comes down to just executing the offense, taking what's called, and your big plays always come to you, especially guys that have unbelievable ability like a Baker Mayfield and a Trevor Lawrence. You know, go through your progressions. Take the easy completions. You know, even if the defense is taking all your big throws away, let the offense get in a little rhythm and then things will come to you. But I just think as a whole, Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield couldn't get into rhythm. I think Tennessee did an outstanding job just switching coverages up on him and giving him different looks. Uh, but that's what I said coming into the year. It's, it's not about – it's not always about talent and X's and O's. It's about – how do you manage your players and get the best out of them? And that's what I'm interested to see this year from Freddie Kitchens is how can he handle some of this adversity now? Uh, that's going to be the big point for the Brown season. You know, Bruce, so in, their next opponent is the Jets. And besides their field goal kicker, the offense against – and that's a good Bills defense – was downright terrible. They bring in Gaze from Miami after he got fired down there. We know his work historically with Peyton, but he was kind of going to be a guy that's kind of rejuvenate this offense and get the best out of Sam Darnold going into year two. Uh, what about the concern level? Do you like the messaging from Gaze, kind of putting it all out of his players after that loss? Number two is, uh, do you think this Jet offense can, or do you think Gaze is up to the task of, of, of making this a more dynamic offense with the young signal caller? You know, I'm a huge fan of Sam Darnold. I think he has that ability that separates him as a quarterback to be one of the top guys um, because he has that poised composure in the pocket. He can buy some extra time. He's almost like a point guard at times, attacking the line of scrimmage, but boom, he dishes it away, finds his receiver. And I think they have the weapons, you know, the way they utilize Crowder inside and um, uh, Le'Veon Bell in the, in the pass game. I like that. Uh, so I think there's a lot for this offense. And this game's going to be interesting, too, because, look, Greg Williams is coming back. You know he, he's got some harsh feelings right now to the Browns because he won that head coaching job. Now the defense coordinator with the Jets. So that's going to be fun to keep an eye on. And both teams coming off tough losses. You know, the Jets were up, what, 16 or right. uh, yep. so, you know, on the Bills, and then they let the Bills come back. So that's a tough, disappointing loss for the Jets. And the Browns are going through the same thing. So something's got to give, and that's going to be a fun game to watch this weekend. Well, staying consistent with the theme of teams losing, uh, Bruce. Um, <laughs> so the Steelers, right? <laughs> Steelers got whooped, as you know, by the Pats. And um, your concern, are you concerned, I should say, for the Steelers' offense? I mean, Big Ben was 27-47, 276 yards. Uh, one interception and stuff. He looked. I I was saying the moves, man. I felt like he, you know, he's never been fleet footed, never been a, never been quick in the pocket or out of the pocket. But he really looked sluggish, like physically, just looked slower and old. I, I don't want to be rude against the guy and disrespect him. He's had a great career. But are you concerned for the Steelers' offense, or you feel like this? Maybe they just ran into just this great team called the Patriots, which Belichick had this insane defensive scheme. Well, I mean, you bring up a great point. I think it was the energy level. I think it was the energy level overall with that offense. They couldn't get things going. I mean, you have to look at the Patriots, man. When you play in Foxborough, it's a tough place to play. And the way the Patriots have played their last two outings against, um, you know, Sean McVay and the Rams and Big Ben and the Steelers, I mean, they, what, they held both teams to three points. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. So that's a good defense, a good secondary. You know, but in Pittsburgh – 
Look, that's why Antonio Brown gets more opportunities. The guy is talented, and he's a he's a game breaker if you get the ball in his hand. So they're going to miss that this year, and they have to find someone else to step up besides Juju Smith. You know, Dante Moncrief dropped a few balls the other night. They couldn't get into a little flow or rhythm or get something going early. Vance McDonald, you have to utilize him more. And I want to see Big Ben under center. I want to see some of the play-action game. I know he's pops probably not a big fan uh, of the play action, but man, with, with your running backs, with that offensive line, more importantly, you have to run the football and off that you have to play action. That's when you get your chunk plays. So I want to see more from that offense this season because yeah, like you said, there wasn't energy and I didn't feel it either as I watched them. You know, uh, Bruce out to, out to Kansas city and the, the chiefs and what they were able to do, obviously Hill now banged up, but what we saw from Sammy Watkins week one against Jacksonville, can that continue? LaShawn McCoy looked like he was the best guy running that football, the league acquisition after he was cut by the Buffalo bills. But what about this chief team this year seeming to be, or wanting to be on a mission to finish the job, the team that uh, fell last year in the AFC title game? Wow, well, they, they got out to a great start, you know, and, and LaShawn McCoy and Andy Reid go back, so he, he knows that offense, he knows what Andy Reid's asking for, and then you have the best quarterback in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. So, Sammy Watkins, I you know, watching the guy the other night on film, explosive, quick, making plays, I mean, they have talent all across the board there, you know, and I thought it was funny, too, as I, I break all these teams down and quarterbacks, after the uh, long Sunday night into Monday morning, you know, I laughed at Patrick Mahomes trying to no-look pass and miss Travis Kelsey wide up well, in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. And they say, you know, it's all over, you know, ESPN and stuff. But, you know, those are the things, too. And I know the game was, you know, getting out of reach and they were playing well and he's having fun. That's the thing I love about Mahomes. He has fun and he does a good job while he's doing it. And it's just backyard football to him. And, but the thing is, too, just like we're talking about Mayfield and Trevor Lawrence at the college level, take what the defense gives you. Run your offense. Continue to execute. Don't try to do too much. If Patrick Mahomes can stay that route with Andy Reid, the great coach that he is, and keep him really focused in and dialed in, he'll continue to have a lot of success, and especially this year. I don't think the guy's up for like a 50-touchdown year again. But I still think he's going to break the bar and, and set the new standard for the quarterback position and throw over 40. So the guy is just awesome to, to watch week in and week out because he's such a playmaker. You know, you know, Bruce, uh, you, you played uh, you played for Gruden, okay, you know, uh, Gruden now in Oakland, as everybody knows, and, and they beat the Broncos, uh, you know, in, in the opener 24-16, to 16, and, and, and Fangio, just the head coach of the Broncos, which is great success as, as a D.C., you know, for the Browns, and just in football for all these, all these years, for, for, for Gruden and Carr, Carr to go 22-26, and 26, uh, 22-26, 259 yards it is, uh, talk about that, man. Your thoughts on what Gruden uh, is getting done, or maybe potentially could get done in Oakland, even though Brown is gone, Antonio Brown. I mean, I mean, they look pretty, they look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, guys, absolutely. I was I was excited. And I was happy for the Raiders and Coach Gruden. You know, I played for him. He drafted me in '06 to Tampa Bay in the sixth round, and you know, I played for the Raiders. Once a Raider, always a Raider, and and. I guess that doesn't stand for AB, though, right? Because he actually <laughs> no. didn't play again. <laughs> no, no, no. Got five kids. But I was, <laughs> yeah, I was excited, man. And Derek Carr, he played lights out. And, and 
our pro football focus grading, we had him at four big-time throws, and he was magnificent inside the red zone, the red zone fringe, um, dropping some dimes and, you know, just playing efficient and, and making those big throws when they're there. I love seeing that. Tyrell Williams came on. He was a great acquisition from the Chargers. I, I think he's a, a great player. Their tight end played well. So they have weapons offensively. They're young running back. I was happy to see them get a win at home just for the yep. fan base, for Gruden and, and what they've been through so far during camp. Um, but that's a good football team. But I think it's going to depend. If we could see that Derek Carr week in and week out, they're going to be competitive every week. And it was good to see them start out that way. Like you talked about Vic Fangio, I'm a huge fan. Thought that I think Denver's going to be good this year. I like them picking up Flacco, but man, the Raiders just outplayed them, and Denver never really could get anything going in the red zone. And when you settle for field goals, then you're not, you're not going to win a lot of football games. No, you're not going to do that, Bruce. You know, you mentioned in terms of you know it's good to see Gruden back in the NFL. He he brought you into the NFL, drafting in the sixth round. You know, do, when you when you think back to your days playing for John Gruden, what's the you know is there a story or is there a thing that pops to mind? I mean, he's a crazy, wacky guy. He loves football, loves oh, eats God, and he brings it, Bruce. It, yeah. But is there anything that kind well, of pops to mind? Oh, absolutely. You know, we would watch film from eight in the morning till like five at night every day in the off season, oh, and God. it was nonstop. And it was just like that quarterback school he had on ESPN. It was. He's so entertaining. He's a great coach and teacher. But I would stay up to like 2 in the morning trying to memorize these plays during training camp because I didn't want to get in the huddle with Derek, or with uh, Mike Allside, Joey Galloway, Anthony Beck, and stumble over my words. And, and the play calls, the one that kept me up at night that I will never forget this play call, is Indy right 10, X short, fake 96 power king, naked left X slide. Wow. You nailed it, my friend. There you go. Wow, look at that. <laughs> now, hey, listen, hey, Bruce, you well, could have just made it up. We wouldn't yeah, know. We would have no idea. <laughs> so that was – so okay, so you, so you wanted to make sure you had all the plays memorized Jeez. because you, you wanted to make sure you could break the huddle properly, right? Oh, absolutely. The one time I, I did it, I called a play backward. I had <laughs> Mike Allstock grab my face mask and cuss me out and say, which one is it? Get it right, young Brooke. So – after that moment, I wasn't going to get any more wrong. And the, the funny thing, too, my year I got drafted, I was a six-round draft pick, uh, and we had two first-round offensive linemen, Jeremy uh, Trueblood and Davin Joseph. Davin Joseph was our first-rounder. Jeremy Trueblood, uh, tackle out of Boston College, was our second um, pick in the second round. So we go to rookie dinner during training camp. And this is when the rookies have to pay, you know. So we're out with Chris Sims, the offensive line, the quarterbacks, and the bill comes at the end of the night. And we're at Morton Steakhouse. Mm. And, you know, of course, all these guys are ordering up bottles of stuff. Oh, my God. Everything on the menu. <laughs> the bill comes $33,000. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> and, how and, many, and Bruce, my... how many rookies are splitting that? <laughs> Not enough. Three guys. Oh, Three guys. guys. Oh, my God. I'm like, guys, I was a six-round draft pick. I didn't get much of a signing bonus. And uh, David Joseph and Cher- Jeremy Trueblood, the, the first, second-round pick, they, they basically split the bill, bill, and I took – I threw in a couple grand. You know, I pulled my weight a little bit. But I was like, man, I got so nervous that once I saw that bill, but the, the big guys, the big linemen up front took care of it. 
I can't even imagine. Sometimes you go to CVS and the ticket, uh, the receipt is long. I can't CVS. even imagine what a, what the receipt looks like if the bill's $33,000. Yeah, I think they will probably all order in a, a little lobster tail and a little filet. That's probably what's going on there. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Bruce, a final one for you is, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier, concern level. Uh, of teams, and, and sometimes people get crazy after the opening week. It's a long NFL regular season. Which team that that played poorly week one are you most concerned about? Man, that, that that's a good question. You know, it, when you look around the league, um, there's a lot of ups and downs, especially earlier. Uh, you know, I'm concerned with the Steelers. You know, I think it's still early. They're never, they've never been a team that start off on fire anyways to begin with, but I want to see more from that offense. And that has me a little concerned, and I want to see them bounce back and get things rolling. I have confidence they will, but I am a little concerned. I'm tied close to, to that organization because I played there. So emotionally, I want to see them do well, but I also want to see more from that offense and the playmakers around them. Bruce Gronkowski, Pro Football Focus, Sirius XM NFL analyst. Check him out there. Former NFL quarterback, long time in the NFL. Number of teams he played for and played well. Hey, Bruce, we appreciate the time this morning. Always do. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, all right? Bruce, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. Thank you. Got it. There you have it. Um, yeah, you did a nice job. Nice guy. Yeah, I like him. It's a good story. Imagine man. sitting there in the offseason with Gruden, eight in the morning to five o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon, just watching game just film, dying. game film, or plays over and over. Your eyes would start to bleed, dude. If you, I know. If if watching, hard look at this here, and you just hearing him when he was doing color commentary on Monday Night Football, and watching him on uh, on hard knocks and stuff, and all his, his TV work. You could tell it's not it's not shtick. It's not an act. This guy loves the game. Loves like, the just game. Just loves it. The passion just it just loves it, man. Loves football. No doubt. What what are you doing in hard knocks again? I love knock tw- knock Oh you, uh, uh knock, knock on wood if you hear me. Oh there you Everybody go. Knock. We should do that. No, here. knock on wood knock on wood if you hear if you're with me. Oh, of course. Oh, knock if you're with me. Oh, I see Sam's correcting me. That's nice. Thanks. Sam's been on the show for a couple of coffees correcting a co-host. <laughs> That's like I said, Moose. It's knock on wood if you're with me. Is that uh, what it is? Or is that again? I got it. See, I nailed it. See that? <laughs> In the podcast, it'll sound you like just, it was my you idea. Just, <laughs> you just asked Sam if that's correct. You're like, we'll uh, take it on the podcast. This is what it is. <laughs> Sam, that's right, right? <laughs> What's well, a little bit of a touch? Uh, but regardless, we should do this here. I guess we should do the knock on wood thing here, but we got to clear it with Sam. We got to say. That's it. <laughs> we'll come back. We got the three for you. It's Taz and the Moose on this Wednesday morning right here CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. On a Wednesday morning, 855-212-4227 is your number to call. And that's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get to the three big headlines that you need to know here. On this Wednesday morning, Bogus is in the house. Final time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Oh. This report is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 
This is serious and has nothing to do with football. Antonio Brown's nonsense in Oakland set aside for now with the Patriots wideout being sued for rape and sexual assault. Brown's former trainer cites two incidents in 2017, then one in 18 in the civil suit filed yesterday in South Florida. Both sides say they have messages supporting their claims. Brown's lawyer says any sexual encounters were consensual and that the woman has been after money from Brown for a while now. The Patriots have declined any real comment but did say the league will investigate. Before all of that, the Patriots dealt veteran wideout Demarius Thomas to the Jets for a 2021 sixth-round pick. Thomas expendable because of Brown's signing. Chiefs wideout Tyreek Hill reportedly expected to miss four to six weeks with Sunday's collarbone injury. KC, though, not putting Hill on injured reserve. Raiders rookie safety Jonathan Abram getting a second opinion for the torn labrum and rotator cuff he suffered on Monday night. Abram likely needs season-ending surgery, but teammate Gary on Conley seems fine after leaving the Bronco win on a stretcher with a neck injury. The cornerback could even play this weekend. The Milwaukee Brewers will chase an NL wildcard without Christian Yelich. The reigning MVP broke his right kneecap with a foul ball in last night's 4-3 win in Miami. Yelich may need surgery. Either way, he's done for the year. His manager, Craig Council. He's a special player, and um, it's a joy to watch him play every day. Um, you know, and, and he's the best at what he does. So it's so so not being able to see that every day is uh, definitely um, you know no good. The Brewers are one game behind the Cubs for the final playoff spot because Chicago lost in ten in San Diego nine eight. The Phillies are two behind the Cubs if they're holding off the Braves six five. Anybody else smell that? You smell that? Anybody smell that? It smells like weed. Ooh, I, I, don't I don't smell weed. No, I don't smell that. Yeah, Mike, you smell Mike. No, I don't. Oh, no. I don't Sam, Sam. You smell a no. weed? No. I got nothing for you. A little ganja? No. No, I, Dude, I, I smell it. I smelt it. Well, I saw it being smoked this morning outside the building when I came in. Really? But, yeah, but that was at, you know, 3.30, so I don't think that's Good morning, lingering. gentlemen. Yeah, no, I, I smell it. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't right. think anyone lit up a blunt walking around the studios. <laughs> No, and I usually go outside, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just very nice. And you walk around with a, a big right. joint. <laughs> joint. Sloppy like 1950. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I smelt it. I don't know. Well. I, I, I wish I, I, sometimes you smell a little toast, a little eggs, a little bacon. Yeah, I don't, I don't smell. Here comes Mikey B. Mike's coming in here. You don't smell nah, it? I don't smell anything. You know, they got these construction guys over here working. Uh, they, and they're coming to the vent, maybe. Yeah, I, I, maybe we want to put up some drywall and yeah, talk on a little dube. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. Like what Osha think now. about that? Easy now. Easy. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly easy. I'm just saying. I, uh, the views I and opinions of Taz. I didn't name no, names. I understand. Right. I say something wrong. I don't know. No. I, right. right, guys that are on a company uh, job working. Oh no, I would never. Construction of building, uh, you know, smoking <laughs> joints. No, I didn't mean they, you know. I, right. I just, it smelled, it smelled like something. Give me the jackhammer. <laughs> you won't get an email about it. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. The email is down. No, yeah, just, so how would I know I can smoke weed while I, I'm working? There was felt, no email I, about I it. I smelled something. I didn't know. I don't know if something's going on in the newsroom. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening. I just yeah, no. smelled something. It's time to harvest. That's what you're smelling. Our newsroom uh, grow is huh. ready. No problem. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I still have sports, right. right, Uh, For the seventh summer in a row, the Dodgers are NL West champions. They clinched in Baltimore 7-3. They're the first team in the playoff spot this season. And the Astros took a 21-7 home loss from the A's after winning their previous two games 21-1. 
then 15 nothing. Finally, FIBA World Cup quarterfinals right now in China. The U.S. storming out of halftime. They oh. have outscored France really? 34-20 to since intermission. They now lead at 72-65 with eight minutes left in regulation. People must there think you that you puff, sit puff there and, li- <laughs> and, listen and watch all these games because your passion. I know you watch a lot of games while you're working. But it sounds like you're yeah, watching you're that it. game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am watching the game back in my little cubby because it's a live sporting event at 8.30, so it's going it. to get my attention. You're into it. There's yeah. no reason to be snarky. I'm Plus, just it's a America, point, okay? and it's yeah. France. Yeah, you got to yeah. love that. Pauly Vuvos! Great job this morning. My French man. Fantastic. Merci. Off the charts. Uh, there it is. Uh, here we go. The three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Antonio Brown accused of sexual assault in a civil suit. Yeah, his former trainer, uh, the civil lawsuit was filed Tuesday, Southern District of Florida. Uh, His former trainer, Brittany Taylor, they went to Central Michigan together before she transferred to LSU, a former gymnast. Uh, said uh, accuses the newly signed Patriot receiver of sexually assaulting her on three separate occasions, 2017-18. Hop online, read the story. It's very, very graphic. Um, I think it was in, what, the New York Times initially. It was online over the course of the weekend. I didn't see it over the weekend, but some people had it. Right, right. Uh, that this was coming down. Um, the Patriots issued a statement saying we are aware of the civil lawsuit that was filed earlier today against Brown, as well as the response by Antonio's representatives. We take these allegations very seriously. Under no circumstances does the organization condone sexual violence or assault. The league has informed us that they will be investigating. We will have no further comment while the investigation does take place. Uh, Brown's lawyer, uh, Darren Heitner, Uh, in a statement Tuesday night, said that the receiver and Taylor were involved in a consensual personal relationship. Any sexual interaction with Brown was entirely consensual. Uh, Heitner said the Browns will have that Brown will have no stone will leave no stone unturned and will aggressively defend himself, uh, including all of his rights in countersuits. Yeah, you know, uh, as you know, we we discussed this uh, early in the show for for a long time. This whole topic and. So I would definitely suggest anybody listening to the program right now, uh, check out the podcast of the show at Apple Podcast uh, Radio.com. I don't know if, if, if that's up and running yet, but check it out on Stitcher. Uh, it's free every day, the Taz and Moose podcast, so you can grab it there and hear the whole convo. But we got into talking about uh, Moose, about the Patriots, you know, and you posed the question at the tippy top of the show in segment one. Did the Patriots know about this before? You know, did they know there was going to be uh, allegations like this and a civil uh, a suit towards Antonio Brown. You know, did they do their due diligence? Did their security teams do a check on him, a background, you know, that type of thing? Was that looked into? Uh, that uh, that they knew maybe about Brittany Taylor, that, that she was making these allegations? We don't know that, right? So we, we talked a lot about that and... and uh, I don't know, and then we we came to the conclusion. Well, you you brought it up about Tom Brady. Well, with Tom Brady, you know, get, you know, we'd invite him over to his house to stay. Yeah, taking a, a selfie with him if he knew that this was coming down. Uh, I mean, ultimately, and and it'll be interesting before practice today. Bill Belichick will meet with the media in a conference call yesterday before this news came out. I'm sure that he'll face a bevy of questions about this later on this morning, Taz, but. Uh, the Patriots, anyway, you cut it, look bad. Either they knew and didn't care, or they didn't know 
And any way you cut it, as a franchise, not doing your due diligence, if you didn't know Taz, you look awful. That's right. They they are literally damned if they do, damned if they don't. Kind of. Right is there is shade. a belief the Raiders knew about that about this lawsuit? Right, right, and that could have accelerated. Besides the phone call conversation that that Antonio Brown put out publicly, which, by the way, uh, side note, I don't know, we didn't just talk about this. I, someplace I read it over the weekend on Friday that. The, the producer of that video that Antonio put Antonio Brown put out with John Gruden, the phone call and all that stuff, he's claiming that Gruden approved it. Right. Which I don't know about that. I, I know this is just off the topic we're talking about, but still, I, I don't know why John Gruden would have approved him to use that audio. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you're but, right. That did come out that, that he yeah. did. That, you're right. They did come out and, and say that he approved it, Taz. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know why, as a head coach, you'd want that out I there. Don't know. Uh, but uh, they said that you know nothing, obviously, legality, legally wise, uh, they they were not in the wrong. Uh, for this, Taz, uh, listen, uh, we're not here. We don't know how this plays out. We don't know if Antonio Brown's innocent and guilty, and certainly uh, the accusers making an accusation. We'll see how this all plays out civilly. We'll see if maybe there's any legal ramifications. Right. We'll see where the NFL investigation does go. Uh, for the New England Patriots, uh, this is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, because uh, aside from the grotesque nature of the allegations um, and the criminal nature of the allegations, Taz, for a football team, uh, this is not what you want. The Patriots do not want this. Um they do not want to have to deal with the distractions of this. They do not want to have to deal with the discussions of this. They don't. Antonio Brown is set to play his first practice today for the New England Patriots and wearing that Patriot helmet. Yep. Uh, this is not something that Bill Belichick wants. No, no. And I was saying this earlier, man, that the distractions, no way in hell. And they knew there was a chance, the Patriots, they probably knew there was a chance at some point during the year there might be some kind of distraction. I don't think they ever thought it would happen before his first practice. It's like unbelievable. unbelievable. Like this guy hasn't even practiced. So, you know. And, and we talked earlier, too, about this. That's why I say there's a lot to cover. You listen to the podcast of it. Um, and by the way, we're finding out that Radio.com is still down as we as we do the show live right now on radio at 8.35 a.m. Eastern. So Radio.com is still not working. So get it at Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Um, so, you know, we talked about it, too. The, the Patriots, they got it. In this contract, they got to have an out. That they could, if they want, I, I got a feeling there's a chance they might they might cut this guy. They might cut Antonio Brown because I, I said earlier, I don't think Robert Kraft is the owner. Like, I don't think they knew I, because everything going on with him and 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 massage parlor and all that stuff, man, I got to tell you, I, 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 I don't know why he'd want, so if he knew about this, why he'd want this player on the team if he's being accused of this and if he knew there was going to be a civil lawsuit and that this, this woman's saying these things. I, I don't know why you'd want this person on your team if, if there was any, even any near truth of that or just that attention, you know? I could totally agree. So we'll see how it does play out. And Belichick, in about three hours from now, we'll be chatting with the media. Uh, and that presser is going to be a, a must-watch. All right, next. Number two. Christian Yelich out for the season with a fractured kneecap. Yeah, um, Brewers victorious, Taz, but I'm sure they'd rather lose the game and have the player. Uh, because yeah. Yelich fouls a ball off of his right kneecap, fractured kneecap, uh, very painful injury. He is done for the year. He was going for his second straight MVP. He was right there with Bellinger and Alonzo and Rendon with the Washington Nationals as your leading contender to be an NL MVP. He's been that good. He's a wonderful player to watch. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers just took a monumental hit 
Uh, it's one thing to replace, you know, an everyday player. It's difficult to replace the guy that's kind of the engine to that entire team, and that's exactly what Yelich is. Absolutely, and it's a shame. It's just horrible. I can only imagine. I've had knee injuries, like I said earlier. Never broke my kneecap. Never had something like that happen. Uh, this is like, um, you know, a fractured kneecap. That's no joke. That That's that's kind of painful as hell. This guy's 27 years old. Uh, prime of his career. Tremendous player. You know, just, just really athleticism, his speed. His power to hit the ball out of the ballpark. No He's not a big, heavy, thick guy. Uh, top of the first inning when the ball, he fouled off the ball, uh, off his kneecap. Uh, just just stinks. It just really is horrible for him. Uh, just terrible. And for the Milwaukee Brewers now, I know it's next man up. Um, you know, you heard from uh, their manager, their general manager after the game last night. And uh, what more are they going to say? They're going to try yeah. and continue to win games without him, Taz. But it's going to be difficult here on the Milwaukee Brewers to then go out there and catch the Chicago Cubs, uh, Cubs, the team that they're chasing for that second wild card spot in the National League uh, without their best everyday player. Number three. The Dodgers win the NL West for the seventh consecutive season. Dominance. I mean, that's it. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Absolute and complete dominance in the National League West. They're one of the best teams, um, not just in the NL, but in all of Major League Baseball. Arguably the best team. They are the favorite to get through the National League playoffs and go to the Fall Classic. What would be a third consecutive year, Taz. But, uh, you know, with all that success, we got into a very good conversation earlier on the show. Check out the podcast. But... With all that success, now it's set up for them. They got to win. I mean, and, and ultimately, you know, win a World Series uh, and and bring a championship back to Los Angeles. Uh, it's no doubt they've they're a great franchise. They keep developing young stars. They keep turning over specific guys on that roster. There's there's a lot to like what the Dodgers are doing, and their dominance and success is unquestioned. But with all that comes the the idea of getting another opportunity to try and try and finally win that World Series, which has eluded them. Yeah, it has, and that that's tough. It's tough for them. I mean, great success here, no doubt. You laid it all out perfectly, and if they've just been an amazing franchise, and they have amazing players, obviously for quite some time on this on the squad, man, and just they're legit as legit can be. Um, you know what? I mean, geez, how do you not? I mean, he kind of hope they can pull this off and get and get into the World Series and win it. I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, I don't know if my Mets can pull a miracle. I think your Yankees are going to be in it, but it could be Yankees Dodgers, right? There you go. Could be. Right? It could be. And and I got to tell you, I'd have could to be, be Astros for, Dodgers. It could be Astros are legit too. I mean, but I'll tell you, I, I I'm kind of like a I guess I'm a closet Dodger fan. Uh, I've never said that publicly. Uh, but I do like them uh, for quite some time. Was, I almost bought a hat, and I wanted to point that out also. There you uh, go. <laughs> 94 52. Yeah, yeah. I might buy oh, them. We went over hat conversations earlier, yes, but we won't get into that again. But, yeah, I have a plethora of med hats. I might buy a Dodger hat. Uh, I, I've always liked them. They're yeah. great, and it was kind of a strange scene against the god-awful Oriole team down at Camden Yards, them celebrating a championship. 46-98, Moose. Yeah, Dodgers in wow. Baltimore. Los Angeles is down in Baltimore celebrating their seventh NL West crowd. That's a little bit of a strange scene. <laughs> Boobs barbecue in the background. That's I mean, funny. That's a little bit of a strange that's scene. Funny. But that's where they were nonetheless, and congratulations oh, yeah. to uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning their seventh NL West crown. And, and, Taz, uh, we haven't gotten a lot into it today. I mean, we do sports and, and everything alike, but uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention 18 years ago today, uh, our nation was attacked. Uh, thousands of American lives were lost. We know in, in our nation's capital here where we broadcast from, not all that far away, less than a mile away, 
uh, or a mile and a half away is where the North and South Tower were when we were attacked. And uh, so many uh, so many heroes, uh, so many lives lost, so many lives were affected. Um, and our nation will, will never be the same. So uh, thoughts and prayers, obviously, and, and a day of mourning throughout this great country, Pennsylvania as well. Um, and um, so it, we'd be remiss if we did not, you know, obviously remember all those 18 years ago today on 9-11 uh, when our nation changed really forever. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You like burritos? Yes, we all love burritos. Thank you, Taz. As we come out of break here, it is Taz and the Moose here, a Wednesday edition on CBS Sports Radio, Sirius and XM206, the app as well. And uh, as Taz mentioned, download that podcast, go to Stitcher, go to uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, the Taz Show as well. Hop on there uh, because uh, as, you know, it's out there for public consumption, uh, Intercom has been hacked. You set it up for me. Uh, they have, yeah, the, yes, the, there's a, an issue. Yeah, well, yeah. we have no email. We have nothing. Yeah, there's no, it's been for a couple, yeah, that's a no. problem. I yeah, mean, we could have been, we could have yeah. gotten the, yeah, Jesus. there's a problem with your hackers. We don't know what yeah. country. Or we got the email that video was coming. Yeah, oh, the video. Yeah, for Taz and the Moose. Right. Could be, but the hackers got the video now. I'm like, the hell with these guys. They suck. Let's you must them. reply within one day, and it right. will happen. <laughs> You think we'll they give you 24 my, hours. You think they deleted the, the Taz and the Moose video email? Hey, yeah, congrats, guys. You got it. And then... Nobody? And the, right, all right, they, right. We'll scrap it. Right. <laughs> we didn't hear from those guys. Right, we didn't hear from them. It seemed like they weren't interested. <laughs> seemed like they weren't. They had no interest in oh, that. Oh, man. You know what? Let's... Uh, I think... Let's go video the basketball drives. I hear that's good. <laughs> Mike's like, I'm in. The hackers. So, right. like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get basketball drives. Somebody yeah, do that. that's exactly... Yeah, I don't know. Come aboard. <laughs> Join the army. <laughs> no, join the army. Oh wait, wait. Is there you have a you have a name now for your fan base? The army? Oh, I, I just came up with oh, it. No, I don't have Here one now. Here we go. I can't. I can't stop. No, I can't. Right I can't. Right now. All right. Well, uh, the he's army. Got, he's got the basketball drives army. Yeah, no, stop. There's no. All right, I'll stop. The BB drives army. Yeah. Yes. No, the BB drives demolition crew. Nah, it's close. I'll think of something. But who knows? Maybe that email did come, right, Taz? It might have. It might, might have. have. We'd have no. Well, we'll find out when when the email does come up and get going again. Yeah. So uh, strange scenario. It's really odd not having email. I gotta be honest. With you. It is very odd. very odd. <clears throat> it is hot. Uh, to, yeah. to not have to not have company email to go in and be like you I go know. to the you, you click in the site and the site's down. You do that. You can't log it. It's very strange. It is strange. You almost feel naked. Yeah, almost. It's but, weird. Almost. Yeah, it is weird because there's a lot of you. You forget how important email is. It and is how much involved, no doubt. You know, now you got to actually like you know communicate, and now <laughs> you know with us usually would have group emails. Now we get get here earlier, and we have sit down meetings before the show. Now and you actually show. might have to pick up the phone, make a call. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Why are you calling me? Something wrong? Yeah, exactly. All oh, the emails down. Yeah, we, that's it. Oh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> wrong, dude. That's it. Right, right. Hopefully, we get a gap back up hope and running so. relatively. Yeah, soon. I'm sure it'll happen soon, right? I would, I would hope so. I'd hope so. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, if you're uh, if you're a fan of the show and you've sent uh, Taz and myself an email, we've yet to respond. <laughs> We're not ghosting you. No, uh, we have no <laughs> idea you sent it. Yeah, it's been a uh, uh, yeah, it's been 
somewhere, some country. It's we down. don't know. It could I be. Have no idea. It could be something. Okay, we could be something. We don't know what's Wait, going on. That might have been it. Right. I don't know. That might have been it right there. That was it. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the undercard. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Oh! Hi, Michael. All right, Panthers quarterback Cam Newton talked about what's helped his body recover. Sam hit the cut. Sam? Not much change, man, as far as, you know, wishing I, you know, had certain certain throws back. Um, the effort was there. I'm even tired of being hurt, man. I just, I hate being hurt. I hate being hurt. Um, but uh, outside of that, you know, the vegan is is veganism and, oh, and eating plant based is is a life changer for me. Um, and then, you know, on top of other things, but uh, you know, a lot of treatment and, 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 and support cast members that help my body recover at a rapid right. rate. Would you go ve- uh, Would you go vegan to help your body? No, I would not. No, I would not. No, if I, I went not. vegan, I'd be in a real bad mood all the time. No, yeah, I would it'd be not very be. cranky. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I can't imagine not being able to have a nice steak I at need, some point. I, you know, I'm, I eat meat. I'm yeah. a meat guy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it don't matter. I, I, if it's deer, cow, I'll eat rattlesnake in a pan. I don't care. I, I'm a man's man. All right. I mean? um, good, good food choice. Rattlesnake. Yeah. What is it? So, what, what are you like? Was it Silverado? Yes. <laughs> Cowboy, all of a sudden. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, no, I can't. I, I, I know a lot of people say you go to plant based, your body feels a lot a bit better. It's not natural to break down, you know, uh, meat and yeah. uh, animal flesh and everything like that for your body. I get all that. My wife hasn't had. My wife has gave up. Uh, Donna gave up meat two and a half years ago. Really? Yeah. She, not. That's it, great. Not, yeah. <clears throat> that's it's hard and to she do. She feels better. Hard to do. Hard to do. Hard to do. I talked about a while ago. I know a guy, a wrestler, Austin Aries, big plant-based guy. Yeah. I don't know how he keeps muscle mass. He, we had a whole long discussion, him and I, about it. He gets a certain protein protein powder. Yeah. That's a weight, uh, um, not weight, that's a uh, plant-based protein. Yeah, you know she I mean? does. Yeah, she does all that. And and now they're making it a little bit easier, Taz, sure. because they're sure. making stuff that looks like meat that is not meat. Absolutely. The burgers and the stuff. The burgers. Tofu Jones. No uh, doubt. The incredible burgers. Yeah. You're seeing those pop up all over the place, and uh, uh, which is a very good brand. You like tofu? But, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah, a little nah, bit. Not no, bad. I like gross. tofu <laughs> in hot and sour soup. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Chinese takeout Jones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hot and tofu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually that's yeah. the only time I do like it. Yes. Hot <laughs> and sour soup. Let me tell you something. You go, you go to a Chinese takeout place in the wintertime. When it's cold out, you get yourself a little pint of hot and sour soup. That's badass. Oh, it's great. I agree yeah. with you. The sodium warms takes the salt. Higher, but yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it warms nice. the salt. I agree with you. It's My wife makes unbelievable chicken soup. Oh, nice. Like real chicken breast shredded in it. Then she pulls the breast out of the, the soup and makes a chicken salad. Oh. I might have to bring some in one day. Very nice. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, no, it's good, man. It's Got good. a chef in the house. She's, oh, my wife's a very good cook. I'm nice. You're lucky. Bless. Mac and cheese Jones, unbelievable. Her mac and cheese, people have told her she ought to open a business. I want to get a food cart outside and have her cook a bunch of mac and cheese. And after work, I'd just jump in a food cart. Her and I would go home. It'd be great. Serve, <laughs> serve mac and cheese all morning? At na- yeah, 7.30 in the morning. Come get your mac and cheese. Yeah, I think you'd have to hang around for lunch. I know, right? 
Only many we gotta people. go, honey. Let's go. Get Only now. many people here. Have your cup of coffee <laughs> and a nice bowl of mac and cheese to start your day. <laughs> Bro, Later on in the day, I'm gonna bring you some in. I'm, it, I'm it, sure it's, it's delicious. It, it's amazing. I can't wait. I look amazing. forward to it. Uh, Sam, good job. Mike, good job across the way. Uh, Bogus with the updates. Uh, Bruce Krakowski joined us earlier on the program. Yes. Uh, Taz, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, all right? You too, sir. Everybody, thank you. All right. Uh, Till tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.